Hey everybody, welcome back to Classroom Brew, or welcome to it if you're brand new. Uh, my name is Ryan, your host, and uh, for this week, we've got another a little Zoom call that we've got going on with Megan, and you guys are really going to like this episode. It's interesting because I'm doing this all remotely, and we talked with Matt not too long ago, uh, who was doing this in person, and Megan is also doing this in person, uh, and it's interesting to kind of see the similarities and differences of all the different stressors that we're dealing with at the high school, middle school, and uh, elementary level. So for this one, I was drinking a, a Magners. That's a an Irish cider for those of you that uh, know your ciders or don't know your ciders, whatever. Uh, but if you want access to uh, our bonus content, I, I like to mention every year because people ask about the, the koozies that you see me using on our video podcast clips and all that stuff. And all that stuff is on patreon.com slash classroombrew. It also gives you access to the video portion, just something to have on in the background. And we try to put graphics up there. And of course, we have our green screen for uh, the cool background behind me for all those. So um, yeah, you can get that there as well as bonus episodes that are only available on Patreon. Have you done a podcast before, by the way? I had to ask. Um, I have. My friend does a true crime podcast. Okay, nice. Uh, but I've never done one, like, on video. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Have you done it with, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot different when you're doing it remotely, but what was the what was the topic? Like, are you, like, an expert, or was it just she was revealing what the true crime was, and you went from there? So she, her podcast is called Nature Versus Narcissism, and they just um, pick, like, serial killers and different, like, true crime cases, and each week it's a different person, and they just talk about their story, and then at the end discuss, like, if they think it was, Nature, nurture, or narcissism. Oh, I like it. That's so um, I've done it a couple of times. I've typically in person and just, I like, you have to do research behind it. So haven't been able to do it recently because I don't have time for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> I hear you. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's fun. Sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll have to, I was doing a bunch of, like I did the Natalie Wood conspiracy podcast and stuff like that. Those like yeah. crime related ones are fun, fun to do. Yeah. So, that's cool. We'll have to check it out. You said uh, nature versus... Narcissism. Narcissism. Okay, cool. Yeah. Her name's Heather Wright. Sweet. What the, I don't know if we, I'm going to find a way. We'll do a collab somehow. <laughs> we'll get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we work in schools. That's got to be something with nature and narcissism, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think the reason that uh, we got connected was I posted something as a joke on my Instagram story about like, is this the most uh, annoying question in the world and it was the question of do you want to be on my podcast <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of the perfect segue because like you've done podcasts in the past but that's what got us got us talking you were like yeah i'd love to be on it and i was like sweet yeah um yeah. but so you are you are also a teacher where are you at though like where are you teaching in what grade do you teach or subject all that so i'm in ohio in the greater cincinnati area and i teach in second grade oh nice yep i've been teaching about uh this will be my seventh year Wow. So you're you're doing if it's elementary you're doing everything from from start to finish. Does that mean are yeah. you guys remote? Are you hybrid? Are you in person? So we are fully in person and have been since the start of the the square. Oh god. Okay. This sounds like so we had uh Matt Halpern on like a week or two mm -hmm. ago and he's yeah. also doing that in person stuff. So what's what's your what's your data cuz I'm fully remote. But what's yeah. your your day to day like when it comes to doing things 100% in person? Well, to start out, I don't think anyone thought that we'd still be in person at this point. So that was kind of a surprise. I think we thought it would last a couple of weeks, but so far, um, knock on wood, it's been going 
okay. Um, but it's like, it's a huge adjustment. I mean, it's a lot more sanitizing the desks so many times a day. Every time the kids come into or leave the classroom, they have to wash their hands first thing. Um, we like first thing they do when they get in the morning, unpack, wash your hands uh, and they get to work. We can't really, I mean, like we're social distancing as much as we can, but we have still pretty full classrooms. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the district had, um, has an online option, like their online Academy. So people could opt out and do that. But a lot of those people have already returned back to school. <laughs> um, of course. So that's been interesting is the online option like do you still have to like provide that instruction or is it a separate like system or program it's a separate program like they call it their online academy so they okay. took teachers from teaching in person and they're like online teachers now hmm. which is the reason why like it's not really less kids in a classroom because there's less teachers sure. in the actual building because they took some teachers to do the online but it is totally separate which is kind of nice because like we're not in charge of that too right how many kids are like in a classroom then um so i have 19. okay how do we feel um, about so, 19. is that is that a, are you feeling good about the number is it a little too much or what do you think um it's less than what i usually have but in uh pandemic times it's probably not the, be <laughs> the yeah, best absolutely a little anxiety probably yeah because you can't i mean we it's just it's nearly impossible to social distance. I mean, we're doing the best we can, but you know how big a classroom is and 19 kids in a room, like it's just hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's, luckily I'm self-contained. So like for the grades, the grade levels that are not, it's more of like every time the kids leave and new kids come in, they have to sanitize all the desks, all that. So we still do that, but less because our kids aren't swapping with other kids. Right. Um, so that's one positive, but I mean, it's just a lot of, obviously hand washing is important no matter what, but right now it's a lot more of all that and it's just taking away from instructional time. So sure. it's just an adjustment. Um, but we, we thought that we would be out by now. I don't know. I know things, everything's getting worse by now, like worse right now, like especially our county, but everywhere I hear numbers are spiking. So I don't know what's going to happen. We've been hearing rumors that it might not last much longer. So either hybrid or fully remote could be coming. I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of playing it day by day. Right. And I'm curious too. So we are, our district right now is currently trying to strong arm like our union and, you know, kids and stuff to go back into the building, even though like we failed every quality air assurance, like report thing and all that stuff. Uh, are there certain things that like you're concerned about since you actually are there right now that you're like, you know what, if, if we had to make the decision now, this probably would or wouldn't be like a, a deal breaker. See, I thought like, it's definitely a concern. It's definitely a worry every day, like um, with how bad things are with the pandemic. But I don't know. I'm actually surprised with how it's been going because we have not had any, um, since before the school year started, before the school year started, we had a positive case with a teacher and a student. But since the school year started, knock on wood, we haven't had any positive cases in our specific building. Okay. Um, but I mean, it is, it is red flags are the fact that kids can't socially distance. I mean, they're constantly, I mean, especially the little ones like wanting to be all over each other, be all over the teachers. Like it's, it's, I think the red flag is that you just can't keep kids away from each other. Like, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just impossible. <laughs> right. Like they set up like all these like sneeze guards and things like that. But there's so many little transition moments, especially in elementary, so many little transition moments that you can't account for. Well, even that is just kids are kids. So yeah. like you tell them to put their mask on, they're not going to. I, lo- I look up, I don't know how many times a day and see a kid's mask down and they're like in another kid's face. And I'm like, you are doing like, you, you got to stop. <laughs> you, stop. Had, you had one job, kid. Come on, help me out here. What exactly? One job. Which makes sense though. I mean, it's not normal and they're, they don't fully understand what's going on. I mean, they're, I mean, I'm sure there's conversations that are happening about it, but like second grade, they, they don't fully necessarily understand the scope of it unless I guess they've experienced something firsthand. Right. And you don't, and, and the kids don't, you don't really know what their parents are telling them at home. Like there's some parents who do take it very seriously and, and that comes out, like you can tell the kids are taking it seriously, but you, mm-hmm. some parents, I'm sure they're hearing, the kids are hearing their parents say like, oh, masks aren't, masks don't work. This is <laughs> stupid. Like, you know, you, you see that all, all the time. So if the kids are hearing that, then they're not going to care. And they already don't really understand it to begin with. So, and kids are going to be kids, like I said. So it's just hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Have you noticed? So for me doing this remotely and like 100% remote, I'm noticing a lot of student burnout because they're just exhausted from sitting in front of a computer. With you guys, like you're you're in person, so it's quote unquote a little more normal, but you're, you know, the mask and social distance and stuff like that. Have you noticed a little more burnout from even second graders around this time of the year? Yeah. What I notice, I think the most is that because we do have to try to social distance, um, we're trying to keep the kids like in their seat the whole day, not a lot of movement, not a lot of like, can't bring them down to the carpet up close and personal. So I notice it more with that because the kids are just getting bored. They're tired of just sitting in the same spot all day. They're tired of like the lack of like being able to move around and get hands on and things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, they're bored. I think (laughs) I see a lot of, a lot. I mean, it's hard for second grade to see burnout, but the teachers are burnt out. Sure. Absolutely. Well, and you probably can't do as much as you'd normally want to do with like fun little activities and lessons. So that has to be, that takes a toll. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, the hardest thing is to tackle has been like, I'm huge into like small groups, like centers Mm -hmm. and navigating how to, how that looks this year has been tough. Yeah, absolutely. I say I, I have, I call them honey cones, but I have those tables that they can come in together as a circle or they can break apart and be individual. And I can't do any of my group work. Uh, we're trying to do my mock trial online right now, and I usually do that in teams, and I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just stressed out. Yeah. I feel like I'm becoming very one-dimensional in a way. Yeah. Well, you feel like you're reverting back to like the way teaching was right years and years and years ago. You're Absolutely. just sitting at a desk, and a teacher's just lecturing, and that's not like the kids are not. It's boring. <laughs> right. It's 100% against everything that like my whole style and the way that I was taught to be a teacher. And now we have to, like you said, go right back to it. I never really like yeah. put it down to like like the why, like I felt one dimensional, but that's, that's for sure what it is. We're going back to like the old, very post-industrial era. Uh, and it goes up against everything we're learning. Like, I mean, I, I, I would hate that. Like that's yeah. boring. Yeah, absolutely. So. I say we went through that too, for the most part. And we, we did for sure did not learn as much as we probably could have. Yeah. Those are the classes like in high school that you remember that like you don't remember because you hated them so much. They were so boring. So <laughs> now I wonder too, for, and I just thought of this because you mentioned there's some kids that aren't, uh, they're doing it online. Like they're for sure, if they're deciding to jump in, it could be a matter of like, maybe their parent just wants them to go to school. Maybe it's they're burnt out from doing it online. How do you transition a kid if you get a kid that was doing their online academy to suddenly, oh, you're back in person? Well, first of all, what you said is totally right. The parents are getting tired of the online. I had a student who was in my class last year and I, um, I knew they were doing online. 
and I saw them in the in the building last week and I was like oh you know it's good to see you what, what why'd you guys switch to back to school and just because I'm curious and um he was like my dad was tri- tired of me not knowing what to do <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if you're gonna be like my dad was tired of seeing me so I'm glad that it was that option instead <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think parents are realizing this isn't so easy um you know, because they have to help a little bit more, especially with the younger ones when it's online. Um, but the transitioning back in, I've had um, I've had just one student transition back in to my class. And, you know, I just think it's it's like getting any new student, catching them up, getting them all accommodated. Although this I mean, it's a, it's a little different because it's a student who did go to our school before, like, you know, sure. last year. So they do, you know, kind of know a little bit more of what's going on. But it's tough. It's tough. I think on the teachers because we find out like tomorrow you're getting this new student and we have to scramble to get everything ready, find a seat for them, find all their stuff, get them back caught up. So it's just stress, sure. more stress on top of all the stress. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and do you get like, so on top of all that too, do they give you enough like PPE and uh, sanitizer and wipes and stuff like that? Or, or are you just as always supplying it on your own? They are providing it right now. Um, as of right, I mean, we don't have, we don't have like the, what I'm trying to say, the screens or the, um, oh, the, um, the barriers, like in the, like the physical barriers, barriers or yeah. like the ones that you put as a shield on your face. Yeah. Uh, no, like the actual barriers, not okay. on your face. Sure. We don't have anything like that. Um, I think I actually found out that kindergarten got them on their kidney bean tables recently mm-hmm. to go like, I guess for small groups. And mm-hmm. she was like an, the teacher I talked to is like, this is terrible. Like I can't hand things to the students. I can't like help them with their work because the barriers and the table is already super small to begin with. We don't have that. So we, they are providing us with like, we call it COVID killer. It's spray for the, for the, the tables (laughs) and um, hand sanitizer. That's what we get, but they have been providing enough so far. Who knows how long, like, yeah. Yeah. Once the funding runs out. Right. It's first quarter. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and I noticed too, so I've been doing this thing and I'm calling it the comment hero. Of the, we can, we can jump into our comment hero of the week, I guess. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. When you see someone being an ass in the comment section because they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Even though some heroes do call out those idiots. Remember, don't call out the comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. Our comment hero of the week was this lady named Julia, or Julie Y, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care what her name is. But it was an issue of school funding, and her comment, let me pull up the screenshot itself. Uh, but the, basically, the article was talking about how uh, schools in Chicago, their funding is going to be cut even more. Or like there's an issue with, like we're already pretty lowly funded and they're going to be cutting it down more. And uh, there was backlash. And so this this lady, Julia Y or Julie Y, whatever the hell her name is, she goes, <laughs> BS, the schools are funded enough. Now, if you click on Julie Y's post, you can imagine the type of political lean that she has. But I guarantee you, she has never taught a day in her life. And someone even asked, like, well, well can, can't anyone say that? Like, where's your evidence, Julie Y? Uh, Does she have kids? I don't even, I didn't see anything. Like, well, and then she snaps back as, well, where is yours? 
and I normally don't ever respond. My big thing is do not engage with an idiot online. Yeah. But I couldn't help myself. And so I go, dear Julia, why? Our roof has been leaking since 2017. We still have a mold problem in our computer lab. We don't have one eighth of the technology that Northside schools have in their buildings. We can't afford to have a nurse or social worker on staff every day for kids who are dealing with the loss of family members, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then I go, should I continue? We're definitely not funded enough. And she didn't respond at all. And I felt mm. so good They usually about don't. <laughs> they usually don't because they know they got called out. Yeah. So I guess Julie Why? I don't know why she decided she wanted to comment, but she is, she is our sarcastic, our first sarcastic <laughs> comment hero of the week. But, uh, so it, quarter one, though, yeah, that's for sure going to be an issue that it, it's going to be an issue with providing stuff once you guys are, if it continues, you just said that not everybody's expecting to be there later on, that could for sure become an issue, right? Definitely. I mean, the lack of resources is an issue every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right now, it's big in like technology, like our technology, in order to get a computer for every, every single student or Chromebook, um, they literally had to borrow from other districts, because we didn't have enough Chromebooks. So because we have hand sanitizer right now, when we're still, you know, just the first quarter in does not mean that we're going to have everything. Mm -hmm. If we stay fully in person the whole year. And did that start with the Chromebooks? Did that start in the spring semester last year when this all began? Or was this for this year only? Well, so it's because of that. Yeah, because we had to send home a bunch of devices to uh, two families who didn't have enough devices and they didn't all return them. So there it is. We're still struggling (laughs) with that. And we're trying to get new ones and we're still waiting on new ones, but it's just a whole issue. Yeah. Yeah. We have that. We had to, for, we had the same uh, situation. So they took, I just got a computer cart. Finally, I got a Chromebook cart this past mm-hmm. school year. Uh, and yeah. then they, of course, in the spring gave away all of the new ones first uh, right. to families and stuff like that. And we just found out that each kid got the opportunity to get a brand new one this year. So they could potentially have two Chromebooks. And in my mind, I'm like, well, where was this one? I was asking for this in my first year of teaching, my second year of teaching, yeah. my third year of teaching. Uh, but I don't think they're going to replenish it either. And that really worries me because my cart's empty, but there's they also spent like, it feels like $3 million just on Chromebooks. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I don't even have a cart. We have, um, when they finally dropped off Chromebooks to my class, like after the year started, it was in a box, Chromebooks, chargers. And now the students have to take them home and charge them and bring them back every day. Second graders, because we don't have a cart. God. <laughs> but it's so it's one-to-one though. So I guess that's nice. But yeah, that seems like a big, like, oh, you just figure it out. We don't want to do this. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. How did it go though? It's been okay so far, but the the Chromebooks, like I said, have been borrowed and like they're old and there's always, there's an issue every other day. Like I can't log in. My camera's not working. um, I didn't get to charge it last night. No. So what you would expect. Right. Right. And you don't have enough backups. So if their thing isn't charged, it's kind of like tough shit, kid. Right. But yeah. (laughs) Well, have you gone to any, any PDs for your school year yet? Has that been a thing that you've done? Yeah, we've done PDs and those are virtual so okay. we stay, we're in our building, but we just do it through Google Meets. Okay. So they force you to go to the building, of course. But uh, yeah. how, how much do you participate in a digital PD, like where you could potentially turn your webcam off? I'm just curious, mostly. <laughs> I will say um, me and my team, there's only four of us. We were in one of our classrooms. We spread out, I promise. We are, you know, we <laughs> do take it seriously, but, you know, we're in like four corners of the classroom. And, you know, at one point we just turned off our cameras and we're like, 
laughing about what we were sitting in because <laughs> I mean, everything they're trying to put on us right now is it's unrealistic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what, what were some of the, so like I, I went to one too and I did the same exact thing by the way. So it's not like, I'm not saying like, yeah, I'm not laughing mm-hmm. at you. I'm laughing with you in this one. Right. <laughs> uh, what were you asking? What were some like the topics or. Yeah. So like, I, I know me too. I'm glad that I had mine off for example, because someone got angry. I wrote it down for the sake of the podcast too. Someone got angry that on like one of the Google slides that was being presented in this PD, they were angry that the word teachers came before students, even though it was like, how do teachers and students work together? Like they wanted it to be how do students and teachers work together? And they were, they wanted for like five minutes. And I was laughing. So I was on my couch laughing so hard. And I was like, thank God I'm on mute and my camera's off. It was the most (laughs) ridiculous thing. But that was just one of mine. But I think we're just laughing at how ridiculous it is. Like, we, um, to start the year off, they had a bunch of like professional development web- webinars, like for us to go through and a-, a lot of them were optional. So, I mean, we're trying to get our classroom together. We're trying to do this. We didn't watch all the optional ones. Right. Then we are in a meeting where they're telling us a week before report cards are due that, um, they're changing the way completely the way we do report cards and the platform that we do them on. And we're like, perfect timing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, and then we find out. Oh, well, it was in one of the webinars at the beginning of the year, one of the optional webinars. I'm like, don't make something optional that we all need to know. Right. Like, it's just simple as that. Oh, my God. (sighs) Fun stuff. I know. I've I've noticed, too, that, like, people seem to be sending more emails now, which I get because they can't find us or see us in the building. But my inbox is usually flooded. Uh, Have you noticed? And and. It doesn't mean that they've worked on their email grammar or I've had adults that are putting their entire email in the subject line. Like it's been a huge issue uh, is what I'm noticing. I've seen more emails for sure, but I've not noticed something like that. That's a little (laughs) interesting. It's disconcerting. Yeah. I mean, especially since we're trying to teach the kids how to, you know, properly send emails and type, you know, in this new technology based world. It's really kind of scary, actually. So, and I I bring it up too, because I almost forgot about this and I was going to see if I could engage your help on this one. So I've got an email pulled up here. So we all know that funding for for teachers and sometimes teacher salaries are not the highest. And, you know, I got to tell you, there's this opportunity that came up that I got to show you, Megan. And this is an email. I won't say the name, but it's a guy named Kofa or Kafa, whatever it says. And it says, dear friend, helper, I contacted you to receive the sum of $3,500,000, oh. $3.5 million US dollars left okay. in the bank by my late client who bear the same surname with you. Maybe he related to you. Thanks. Barrister <laughs> Kaffa Esquire. So um. I think... I'm going to actually reply. This is on the podcast email too, so I don't have to worry about that. I guess quick plug. uh, If you guys want to reach out, you can email me classroombrew at gmail.com now that I have the password again. Um, I mean, I think that's an opportunity you take, right? Right. So I figured let's, let's see if we can figure out how to, how to respond to dear Kafa. So we could start that way. Dear Kafa or Kofa. Dear friend, dear friend, Kofa. Dear friend, Kofa. <laughs> I like that. Uh, what did he say? Three point five million dollars. Oh my God, he is such a sa- you are such a savior of. We got we got to use bad grammar, don't we? If he's you know, uh, yeah. How do we say that? You are such a savior uh-huh. of mine in 
these my life or my <laughs> in my life of these days. Three point five million dollars. Should we? Can I like see if he can maybe cash at me some of this without any? He's for sure going to be Here's asking for something. Here's my Venmo. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to make one up. Here's my Venmo. We'll make it uh, just at Classroom Brew. You know, I just realized too. He said that someone serves. They have this. The person that has this three point five million dollars that definitely exists and it's definitely real. They have the same surname as me, so that means their last name is brew or classroom brew i feel like we should address that how will we go about where are they from i'm curious right i'd love to know. know more about this person <laughs> what an interesting last name we could do that for sure uh let's see i'd love to know more about you first <laughs> tell me everything about your life <laughs> starting from day one <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my God. Do we get everything? Do we miss anything? Um, maybe just something about me, like what I could do with $3.5 million. <laughs> what I could do with $3.5 million. What could we do? Let's just say, let's, I think we should just go off and just list a bunch of stuff that's really going to piss him. He's just going to keep reading and reading and reading. Like <laughs> I could buy a new laptop. I could get industrial sized toothpaste um what else could we get what's a teacher thing that we could get let's see i could get i don't know a hand sanitizer for every student there you go hand sanitizer for every student in the u.s of world (laughs) we'll go with the world the world of life and u.s of a How do we close this now? How many brews I could get with 3.5? Oh, how many brews? (laughs) Let's see. I could with 3.5. You, my dear barrister. That's that's a British term, right? For uh, some sort of legal counsel or something like that. Oh, I just realized it autocorrected to dead barrister. (laughs) And I'm keeping it. (laughs) You, my dead barrister, barrister. are the real MVP. Please let me know how we. You should like in parentheses write what MVP stands for. There you go. Just in case it's not (laughs) most valuable. We shouldn't put player. What should we put? Most valuable Um, pupil. Most valuable pupil. 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 Okay, there we go. Double meaning eyeball, uh, spot, and also (laughs) student. All right, we should sign this. So now clearly I've got to make up a name that ends with the last name Brew. Uh, Sincerely with so much love. (laughs) Jameson. I don't know. We're Classroom Brew. We're a drinking (laughs) podcast. Jameson (laughs) Brew. (laughs) I like it. Jameson White Claw Brew. Yes. Jameson (laughs) White Claw Brew. He'll be the fourth. So it says, dear friend Kaffa, you are such a savior of mine in the in in my life of these days. Here's my Venmo at Classroom Brew. I'd love to know more about you first. Tell me about your life starting from day one. What I could do with three point five million dollars? I could buy a new laptop. I could get industrial sized toothpaste. I could get hand sanitizer for every student in the world of life and U.S. of A. Oh, how many brews I could get with three point five? You, my dead barrister, are the real MVP, most valuable pupil. Please let me know how to proceed. 
Sincerely, with so much love, Jameson White Claw Brew the Fourth. You gotta let me know how he responds. We for sure need to. We're sending it now. There is proof. I'm sharing my my screen right now on my Chromebook, so I've got Megan as a witness. This really did happen, and we're gonna. I'm really curious to see how that responds. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyway, I've definitely gotten some in- interesting. Like, I think one time it was an email, my personal email, like that. I've gotten interesting, like Instagram messages. It's oh god, like just like similar to that, where you're like, mm, don't think this is real. <laughs> oh, the the number of times people. Uh, fake accounts email or uh, DM me on Instagram saying how I get a million followers in two days is oh, insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> well, I guess to to close us out, now that we've we've sent an email to a fake barrister from God knows what country, uh, a dead dead one, a dead one at that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, is there anything that like so as, as hard as these times are right now? And uh, I think most people need to understand if they aren't teachers and stuff like that. Uh, I do kind of want to every so often highlight the good. Like I've had some kids that, uh, like I recently, well, not recently, because now it's all grown back, but I shaved one day and a lot of my students <laughs> were like, oh, it looks so nice. Like little things like that, where it's like, oh, yeah. have you had any like moments where it's like, all right, this is all really screwed up right now, but this was a nice heartwarming moment. Um, Yeah, I've cup- a couple. I mean, that's that's why we're teachers, right? We got to <laughs> love parts of it. Um, So I've, one thing is, even though we haven't had like positive cases, uh, we've had students who've had to quarantine for one reason or the other. And when a student comes back from that, just like the joy that they have to be able to like be with their friends and me again is something that's really uplifting. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, kids like little second graders have such pure hearts. And there was a day when, I mean, you know, we're all stressed, so we're not always in the best moods, even while teaching. And I was having a hard day and I was telling my kids to pack up and uh, I like was yelling at like shouting at this one kid, like you didn't get your mail. You didn't get your mail. You need to come get your mail from your box. And he comes to me and he's like, that's not my mail. That's so-and-so's mail. And I was like, oh. and I felt bad for like getting out. And he was like, it's okay. And he gave me the biggest hug and he was like, I forgive you. Oh. And it was just like the sweetest moment. And I was like, I was being so sassy and you were just like, no worries. And just gave me, well, I mean, I know they shouldn't be hugging us, but they it's hard. It's like yeah, it's they a human moment. For a hug. Matt and I talked about but that. It's a human moment. You have to have those. It's like, how do you be like, no, but right. it was, it was just really sweet. And it was just reminded me of how pure their hearts are and how I just need to like uh, try to calm down and sometimes and <laughs> during these tough times, but it was cute. It was sweet. Yeah. I love that one. Well, and I guess this, we can close out with this one. Cause this one I saw on. I saw this on Twitter, well, Instagram, but it was a Twitter screenshot from James Breakwell. And it was a conversation between uh, a parent and their child <clears throat> after they got back from school. Perfect time to lose my voice. So it goes, uh, me, what did you do at school today? The five-year-old. I learned about dragons. Your class learned about dragons? I learned about dragons. I don't know what everybody else was doing. <laughs> so there's some period. Oh, I think I follow him. He's hilarious. He has some good <laughs> conversations with him and his kids. Yeah, I love that one. That's I'll have to I'll have to check him out too. Then I just saw the one post and I screenshot it, but it just it just seemed perfect. So that's hilarious. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Megan, thanks so much for for being out, for for answering the call of the most annoying question in the world of podcasting. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you being on. Glad I could. Is there anything that you wanted to to plug or anything that you want to kind of let people know or anything like that before we close out? No, not really. Just give teachers grace during this time because it's not easy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Whether you're online or in person, give us grace. 
<laughs> well, thanks so much for being on. Uh, this was fun. We'll have to, we'll for sure do an update, yeah. but we'll have to see how, if you go to online or remote, some sort of update yeah. at some point later this year, definitely. For sure. And I can't wait to hear back about that email. <laughs> I can't wait either for our dead barrister, our dead dear barrister. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yep. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, everybody else, thank you so much for listening. If you've been following us from the beginning, I appreciate it. If you're brand new, thank you so much for joining in. Hope you got something from this one. Uh, if you want to get access to our exclusive content, so if you want a classroom jacuzzi or shot glass, or if you want bonus episodes or the video episodes or behind the scenes content, you can go to patreon.com slash classroom brew. But of course, all of our episodes are available audio only for free wherever you get your podcasts. So if it's Apple, Spotify, you can get them anywhere that you listen. So thanks so much for listening, guys. And until next week, class dismissed.